JM and the AM, thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Uh, from the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He is the one, the only J. Bookspam. <clears throat> wow, allergies are killing me. I like how we team up for that introduction. Really, the allergies are bad, huh, Jay? Yeah, unbelievable. I'll have to assume then that you're in this area and that you're not traveling at the moment. I am not at the moment. But, man, I've been traveling a lot. So. What What do you hear about the KFWE in Israel, the kosher food and wine experience in Israel? Amazing, amazing. Very well attended. But what most impressed me was is that they had the biggest group of press, you know, as an intro, you know, before they opened up to the to the general public and to their customers, etc. The media. They had the press meeting, the media, and that media room was packed to the gills. So there's a lot of excitement going on. And, and what I love about it is that Israel, you know, was very chauvinistic, meaning they only drank only they drank primarily Israeli wine. Jay, is Jay, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Yeah. Experiment with yeah. your phone because you're breaking up a lot. Experiment with your phone. Maybe if you move in in one direction or another, it'll, it'll sound a little bit better. I don't know where I don't know where you are, but hopefully you're used to where the good where the good spots are. Hold on, hold on. Jay Booksbaum with us as we talk about kosher wine. Better? Yeah, much better. Okay. Sometimes I find that when I have the Wi-Fi on, it's worse. Interesting. You go figure, huh? Go figure. So the press and the media were impressed by what they saw in Israel. And now I'm told that uh, that London is about to happen or did happen. When is that going to be? Yes, yes, uh, about to happen. Good that today. is, let's see here, that is the 20... Or, uh, or, oh, that's coming up on the yeah. 21st, a couple of weeks away. A couple of weeks away from the KFWE right, right. in London. You're sort of like uh, covering the globe. Israel, now you're going to do London. Eventually, I guess you'll get back to the U.S. Uh, as uh, more and more things are opening up, and as you just said, thank goodness more and more people are showing up to events like this. That right. is a very positive sign, to say the least. Well, I wanted to start with uh, some of the items that uh, the folks at Kedem were kind enough to make us aware of. Um, first of all, I you know it's funny because people think of you know the different brands that you're responsible for, and in the Herzog brand, I didn't realize that there's seven or eight different brands between Herzog variations and Herzog lineage and Herzog single vineyard and Herzog special edition, and of course Baron Herzog, the 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 prime brand itself. There there's there's so many subsets to each and every major brand that you have. And I'm assuming that, am I right, that the lineage is the latest Herzog brand? Or, or am I yeah, doing that? That's, yeah. And, and, and what, yes. would, what would make someone, what would make a winemaker go ahead and put that brand new wine instead of in the Herzog special edition or in some other way designating, you know, how prominent a wine it is? What would, what would make you guys go ahead and create a whole new category or a whole new brand name so for each- it? So each, each, you know, category represents a different ache, uh, and it, and actually it fills a void. So, for example, the lineage is almost all from estate vineyards. It's, you know, whatever variety you're looking at, it's around $20. They're all very high quality, and, and you know, extra care is given to things like uh, secondary fermentation, oak aging, and et cetera, et cetera. So it addresses a consumer that wants a, you know, an amped up 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, that was my mistake. Wants an, amped up, wants an amped up flavor in a wine, but doesn't want to spend more than about 20 bucks. So you, uh, so, uh, so eventually, example, and I think you've explained this before, eventually you want everyone, whether it's lineage or any, any other name, you want people to, to, you know, to, to be automatically in tune with the fact that if it says lineage, it's going to have certain qualities to it. Correct. Correct. So, for example, I mean, I, there's, there's a, a wine that my daughter-in-law um, Natalie Booksbaum is like so crazy about because she's allergic to sulfites or she, you know, she gets a bad reaction to sulfites. So we have this wine from hers called Belief, B-E-L-E-A-F, and it's completely organic, no sulfites added, et cetera, et cetera. So again, it's even though it's, it's not just another Cabernet, it's right. a Cabernet that addresses a specific interest by a specific group of wine drinkers. So, so we, had know, that, the, that's we had the we had the Herzog lineage yeah. Pinot Pinot Noir. Is that the right pronunciation? Pinot Noir. Yes. Good good Pinot bottle Noir. of wine, Jay. That's a good bottle of wine. You actually are drinking that? Oh, oh goodness, you know I'm that? So excited. You know I experiment with certain things, especially when I uh, you know open up the vista of <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of possibilities when it comes to these wines. And well, I don't know. It's I, wonderful. I, you 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 you've moved on from entirely sweet wines to. There's like Pinot Noir, and that's, you know, they call Pinot Noir the winemaker's wine because the grape is so sensitive and so delicate that the care from which you get from the winemaker is so much more important than, say, from, you know, for Cabernet or Chardonnay. That's important, too, but not as important when it comes to Pinot Noir. Right, understood. All right, so check out the Herzog lineage, everybody. Do you have any idea how many total number of wines there are under the lineage name? I think there are six. Nice. That's a pretty good line. Yeah. Um, what can you tell me about this? Another one of these bottles that came across our desk. Uh, what can you tell us about the Sforno brand? Well, I talk about Sforno a lot. Um, we found Sforno. Turns out it's a very small boutique winery, and it's one of those unusual in, in Argentina. Right. And it's one of those unusual wines where the you know, we have a lot of wines that are made by non-kosher wineries um, in, you know, kosher runs in non-kosher wineries. But this one is the same, but the non-kosher is much more expensive than the kosher run. <laughs> so you have the high quality of this boutique winery from Argentina at a ridiculous price. And, and you guys, I'm going to give you an insight. Don't tell anybody else. Don't let anybody else except your listeners know this, yeah. okay? Go ahead. <laughs> but... The winery is called Riglos, R-I-G-L-O-S. Of course, we put it on the Sforno because of the you know Jewish um, connotation and wonderful Jewish connotation that that has. Right. And um, and they're just the wines are great. They're from Argentina. The Malbec is is really good. The blends are good, um, and they're all also re- very reasonably priced at well below what their quality. You know what the quality should dictate in terms of pricing, but again, don't tell Nathan Herzog that either because he'll you know raise the price. So. <laughs> okay, we'll try to keep that from him. Listen, you, you yeah. got you got to tell me about this Tura brand and specifically, you know, look, uh, you know what it's like. Marketing is important, and the look of anything is important. And certainly, when people see a wine bottle, very often the label is going to attract them a certain way. Um, you know, to try the wine, to want to put it on their table, etc. But this Tura. This Tura Mountain Peak. I mean, you've seen the box, right? I have. Well, what's the story there? I mean, they, they went completely above and beyond 
in terms of, I mean, did, did you? Did, I have did, to tell you, Tur, Tur is one of those brands that, you know, it, it was around for a while, uh, and then we started selling it about, I don't know, less than a year ago. T-U-R-A, we should tell the listeners, T-U-R-A. And it's one of the one of the brands that, ridiculous, like a, a rocket. Out of, usually it takes time. You have to introduce it. You have to tell retailers and consumers and get the message out. Da, 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 da. This one was a rocket. And one of the things, I, I know you talked about the peak, but I, I have to shift to a different wine that they have that is a good segue into the Swiss thing. Well, the Vista. And that is their, and that is their rosé. Oh, the rosé. The Tour Rosé, and it's perfect for all the things that we think of as Swiss foods, but even more importantly, it's very different than most, not all, but than most rosés, especially from Israel. It's a little sweet. And, you know, lots of winemakers say, no, no, my rosé is dry. It's, you know, completely dry, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? They decided they're going to go in the other direction, and as a result, their rosé is one of the first rosés that sells out. So if if consumers have a wide range of guests, even if they like it dry, but this wine is so well-structured and so well-made that even if they like it dry, you have a wide array of guests that some would like, you know, off-dry or semi-sweet. This is the rosé from Israel for you. And, a beautiful, and at a very reasonable price. And a beautiful label, by the way. I'm looking at the bottle as, you, as, as we speak. But this, the Mountain Peak, could you just address the box issue for a second? Like, I mean, what, what did you think the first time you saw the way that that wine was dressed up? I, I'll be frank with you. I thought, my goodness, why spend so much money on a box? <laughs> put it more in. Put it more. Put it more into the wine, but in fact, then I tasted the wine. In fact, let, let's give them a little shout out here. Let's give them a little tip of the hat. If someone is visiting yeah. a friend or relative for three days, starting on on Friday afternoon, it, it is. A, it's a really impressive gift. It's a really impressive wine gift to to bring Tura Mountain Peak in the box. I mean, that's you know that that's something right. that, and that you don't even have to, you don't even have to wrap it these right. days. You know, correct. That's what you do. Put in a little shopping bag right. and just hand it to them the way it is. Correct, and they'll they'll all be very impressed but again i just want to point out it's more than just a box right. you know I got uh, a lot of a lot of what what's the american expression uh you, you can't put lipstick on a pig or something like that <laughs> right. i don't know but you know so sometimes wineries will dress a, a wine up because it may not be as great this right. one is just the opposite this one is really ridiculous all right very cool jay booksbaum with us he's the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet earth all right look you know the you know the drill jay we've done this uh, very often and it's very important to update everybody and to and to uh, give a um a preview of the holiday. You know it's going to dominate the menu over uh, over Yuntif, and that's going to be the dairy meals. It's going to be uh, lots of cheeses. It's going to be some very sweet desserts, including cheesecake. Uh, it, people need to know what to pair up and what to serve exclusively for a Shavuos meal as opposed to what they would do the rest of the year. So I'm, I'm so excited about a brand new wine. Frankly, it's already sold out at the warehouse and the winery, but there's still a bunch of it in the, you know, in the stores and on the store shelves. And that's a wine from New Zealand. It's made by the famed Rothschild family of France, but it's made in New Zealand. And it's called Rima Pere Sauvignon Blanc. Rima Pere Sauvignon Blanc. Cool. And okay. people and people can find and it. It's a screw you know, cap. Yeah. It's in a screw cap. So you'd think, oh, you know, it's probably cheap. No, it's really, 
really ridiculous Sauvignon Blanc. I think it's the best Sauvignon Blanc I've ever tasted. And I'm a big fan of Goose Bay, but this might even be a notch above that. Wow. So why does, yeah. it, why does it get a screw cap? Why does it get a twist-off cap? Because I think the law is in New Zealand, if you're making Sauvignon Blanc, it has to be in a screw cap. Wow. And wines that don't need you know, more than about a year or two aging right. don't benefit from a cork anyway. So it's much more um, friendly to the environment. Go so they use screw caps. By the way, you know, where we are now for the last two months, our makeshift studio in Teaneck, New Jersey, I know you don't like to speak about specific retailers, but we're literally across the street from a kosher wine retailer. And, and he's a wonderful retailer as well. There you go. Wonderful so people. so if people have questions, they can walk into a place like that or any of the God knows how many we have now in so many neighborhoods and communities uh, around the country, and they could ask questions. Very knowledgeable, very yeah. knowledgeable across the street. And, you know, what I what the trend, it's a great trend, and it's, it's taken 10, 12 years or so, maybe even more, is that there's a lot of Shoma Shaba stores now yeah. that are, either entirely kosher, you know, no non-kosher product at all, but either way, they're very, very well informed about the wine. So, you know, we're, we're very grateful to them for being able to, you know, I would think it, over I would think it would be hard to be a wine retailer without having a passion for the product, you know? I mean, I, I know people say that about a lot of products and businesses, but in this one particularly, it would be, you know, it, it would be surprising not to see somebody behind that counter that really knows their stuff if they're that into wine that they actually own a wine retail shop. So, yeah, there's that. What else can you recommend? As, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, no, no. Um, I got a bunch of recommendations. Go right there's ahead. a whole line of J-Folk cocktails, <laughs> which are not necessarily, you know, you can't make kiddish on them because they're shahako. But but they're great for this kind of weather, and they're great for this kind of cheesecake if you're having it in the afternoon after your meal, okay? There's also, um, we, we talked briefly about the Belief Organic. There's a new Kedem uh, just released organic estate ruby red wine, huh. which is much less expensive. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know, under 10 bucks. And uh, again, if you want, you want to stay away from the sulfites. And if you want to have something organic, that's great for that, too. And then there's a line, which is a lot of fun, not expensive, called Mamezan. And Mamezan was, was made years ago for caterers to, you know, kind of give away at weddings, modern weddings where, you know, everybody does a toast. But now they're making a Moscato and a rose Moscato. So, you know, that, that could be fun. You know, pop the cork, it's like a champagne. <laughs> and you can pop the cork and have fun with that, too. Always amazed by how, much, uh, how many new products there are and how this just continues to expand like crazy. And we should mention, I don't know if your recommendations, uh, I don't know if you've gone through the entire list yet, but we should also mention that, uh, you know, you have, I don't know how many different Moscatos and sweet wines and bubbly wines that would go perfectly with the desserts and with the meal choices that we mentioned earlier for the holiday of Shavuos. So people should, uh, can explore all of those this time of year as well. Oh, and also summer's Here's coming up. Idea. Those are, right. those are great summer drinks as well. That's right. Here's an idea. You know, the Moscato, the, the iconic blue bottle, right. now comes in a can. Right. So we, you know, we have the saying, now you can. Right. COVID-friendly <laughs> kiddish. Now you can. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, so what if, what if um, 
you know, you're having a, a friendly kiddish, or for that matter, if you're just having fun and you're having lunch on, you know, Shavuos afternoon, and it is a milchik meal, let's say, and you want to have some fun, give everybody, either there are two types, there's the Moscato and there's the Rosé. Right. So why not put in front of each adult, of course, a six-ounce can, a 200-milliliter can, in front of each adult, and they can enjoy their own little private bottle, if you will. But it's not a bottle; it's a can. And a can. Right. <laughs> so, you can have that kind of fun too. Yeah, and, and and your office actually sent us some other cans as well. It's amazing to see just how many treats in the world of wine are now actually being canned. That whole line, or I should say, that whole concept, is being expanded before our eyes. Right. And, and, you know, talking about, again, going back to Shluis and talking about some of the great rosés, you know, we focus on Israel a lot, but there are rosés coming from, you know, different parts of the world that are magnificent. For example, we just released the Rubin Cru Classé rosé. I put it on my Saturday Night Big Reveal, but this wine is just, just a stupendous, rich, flavorful, complex, it, you know, lots of rosés don't want to be that. Lots of rosés want to be just fresh and fruity, and this one is more rich, more complex, more layered. So if you want a more serious rosé that, say, will go with a, um, a lemon pepper uh, sole or a, or a richer uh, salmon dish, you know, something with thickness and richness, you've got a rosé for that, too. Jay giving, then, of course, Jay giving menu recommendations for Shrewis. I love it. <laughs> And then, of course, you talked about the lineage. The lineage has a rosé that is, is made from 100% Pinot Noir. Right. So you have the combination of this accessible, price-wise, high-quality wine from the lineage rosé, you know, from the lineage line, but it's made in the same way that some really, really fine rosés are made from that delicate, wonderful Pinot Noir grape, so... Pretty amazing. Just walk into your retailer, say Shvuis to the person behind the counter, and they will point you in the right direction. <laughs> a lot of places probably actually have a sweet section or a uh, you know uh, a um, dessert wine section. You know, a lot of them probably uh, you know year round have their stores set up that way. Um, by the way, did you, did you try the Heaven's chocolate? Your office was kind enough to send us a bottle. Did you, did you try the Heaven's delicious, chocolate? Delicious, delicious. What, oh, what, uh, what is it officially? It's officially a liqueur. What is it? Yeah, it's a liqueur. And the brand name is Heavens? Heavens, that yeah. Takes a, that what, takes a lot of guts to name your, your bread Heavens. <laughs> no, it's, what, what I think is interesting about that, everybody, you know, thinks of it as, without thinking more, you think about it as a, a nice liqueur drink. Right. What if you poured it over your ice cream? Yeah. What if you poured it over your cheesecake? Yeah. What if you, you know, accompanied it with your dessert? and your cheesecake or your ice cream. Yeah, Those are the kinds of things, you know, experiment with it, have some fun with it. Yeah, it should work with any uh, traditional Shavuos dessert, that's for sure. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. A lot of recommendations from Jay. I mean, the, the list, you know, I remember the years when, you know, <laughs> the, the, the list was three or four wines. We can go on forever. There's so many available, and there's so much happening now in the kosher wine industry, and specifically coming out of your uh, offices and warehouses, Jay. It's just amazing how much and uh, and, and how many different brands are out there and how so many people continue to, uh, as you, as you complimented me, there are a lot of people out there that also deserve a compliment because they are uh, advancing in their exploration well, of kosher. You know, I, I have to say specifically 
in regard to the wine that you mentioned, you mentioned the Pinot Noir. We talked a little bit about that. Right. But it is the red wine that is okay and even appropriate in many instances for white foods, meaning for chicken and for fish. Right. Because Pinot Noir is a lighter red. It should be drunk a slightly cooler than your other reds. So, it, you know, if you're going to have a red wine with white, dishes, so to speak, you know, with dairy and fish and pasta uh, that is in a cream sauce, not in a red sauce, then Pinot Noir is the wine for you. There you go. A lot of great recommendations from the grapevine brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He is the one, the only, Jay. Bookstown. Can't thank you I enough, Jay. New digs, my friend. I appreciate that very much, and uh, and we will uh, wish you a wonderful holiday of Shavuos. I have a feeling that you're going to be uh, uh, t- tasting a lot of the ones that you recommended this morning over the holiday, so enjoy. You bet. There he is, Jay Bookstown from the Grapevine. I also want to thank our friends at Kedem. Tomorrow night they sponsor our Erev Shabbos show, which I can only imagine how unbelievable it's going to be knowing that it's Erev Shabbos and essentially Erev Shavuos. Mark Zamek hosts at 7 p.m. tomorrow night, 3 a.m. Friday and 10 a.m. Friday. Three opportunities to hear the Erev Shabbos show. In this case, Erev Shabbos and Shavuos all brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, and that happens on a weekly basis. I am proud to say more coming up. It's a JM in the AM Wednesday, day number 46. In the counting of the Omer. That's six weeks and four days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. More coming up at JM in the end. <laughs>